0: Hello and welcome back to another episode of what's with you Scooby Doo Jake Cody joins the podcast to chat about uh, Scooby and Shaggy get a clue why not who talks about this me that's who and we have a blast talk about everything under the sun Jake's fear of snakes which uh, rhymes uh, interestingly enough, and I think that does come up. So a little bit of a spoiler alert uh, there—that is going to come up on the podcast. Uh, but uh, aside from that, it's just, just a fun episode. Jake's a great guy, and I was excited to have him on. Now, what else is happening? Great question. Uh, I do—if you're listening to this when it comes out—I do have a show coming up on this upcoming. Friday the 23rd if you're listening to this after that or you don't live in Maine sorry uh, but nightcap uh, it's the variety show that my friend Krista and I host and that's going to be at Empire in downtown Portland uh, I believe that uh, doors open at 8 or 830 one of the two uh, but check that out it's a lot of fun uh, musical guest for this episode or this uh, episode what do you call it? live show great. Uh, Will be Samuel James local guitarist, musician uh, All around great guy Fun fact, he taught my friend Joe Guitar lessons Anyways If you want to get in touch with the podcast As always, check out What's with you Scooby-Doo At gmail.com Facebook.com slash What's with you Scooby-Doo At WWY Scooby-Doo on Instagram And Twitter Also Check us out Uh, We're part of the Stolen Dress Podcasting Network There's some great podcasts on there Comedy on Vinyl, Dan and Jay's Comedy Hour Both of which I've been on So those ones are easy to pimp Um, But yeah, check it out There's a lot of good content over there to be had Well, thank you as always for listening And once again To the podcast Let's do this No, that's good. We I like do that. people that have options. Yeah. No, I like that. <laughs> maybe we, maybe we'll stand it. That way, I have free free roaming like options here. I can like, I can do those fun things where the people lean back, so you can kind of hear them. Yeah. Right. That's always good. <coughs> <laughs> As I was saying, <laughs> it's just good to be. You know, what if I need to grab something quickly? Yeah. Right. You now have full mobility. You know, that's my. My buddy Josh, when he comes over, it's honestly like a 20 minute affair of him being like, okay, it's got to. Right. And uh, in, out. And you're just like. <laughs> the action on this is just. I can't get it right. I don't feel good about this <laughs> the yet. The action. The action on this is all wrong. You, have, you, have you gotten the D28 yet, Mike Stand? I think the action on it is just, just perfect. That's what I'm looking for. And I can't work like this, frankly. So I'll come back when you got the D28. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's. It's so weird to think of all those things that you can spend ridiculous amounts of money on, but, like, you don't necessarily have to. Like, but once you do, like, sunglasses is one of those ones. There's a noticeable difference. Yeah, you can buy sunglasses at a CVS. Yeah. And they work, right? They're fine. They dull the sun. That's their job. if it's all you know, they're perfect. But once you spend... Like 120 bucks on sunglasses. You put them on. How they feel on your face. You can't go back. It's amazing. It's a whole new world. It really is. Towels. That's the one that I just got into. My problem with towels is when you first get the towel and you try to mop yourself up with it and it does nothing. Right. It's <laughs> useless until that first wash. <laughs> I got a real problem with towels. <laughs> but once you go fluffy towel. There's no going back. Yeah. That, yeah. that post first wash. First Wash fluffy towel. Oh, it's there's nothing like it. It's the stuff dreams I me go about. back to bed with the towel. I'm not moving. <laughs> if you go, if you get in that bed with that towel on, luxury, you're lulled. Luxury, my friend. <laughs> What's with you, Scooby Doo? Today on the podcast in the Scooby-O, I have Jake cutting him up, Cody. That's pretty good. All right. I haven't heard that one before, <laughs> but I'll take it. It's better than Jake from State Farm, which I get now every day. Is and that I have, to, a- I have to make khaki jokes all the time? It's that commercial, and all I get is khaki jokes now. <laughs> it's a State rich Farm? vein of snake jokes for a long time, and <laughs> now they've now I'm all just reduced to khakis. Oh, Jake the Snake. Yeah, right. That's pretty good. Yeah. I can live in that world. S- yeah, I'm scared of snakes, but Who it's kind of fun. It? They're they're little. It's when they they rear up on their back, mm-hmm. and they there's literally nothing scarier here in my mind. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they unhinge their jaw to swallow things. When I was a young boy in the in the schools, <laughs> one of them uh, young boys, one of those young boys, um, we had like a week where everybody like brought in like they were like it's about them and you're the star of the week, right? <laughs> and so they brought in this kid brought in a snake and I, I was unafraid of snakes at that point, right? And he had everybody hold him, right? Yeah. And so I put he put the snake in my hand. I was like, that's pretty cool, it's a snake. I can get by this. And it yawned in my hand. <laughs> And so it's jaw. I'm not sure if you've seen a snake yawn. That thing's jaw came undone and yawned. And that was it. It was That was my Joaquin, not my Joaquin Phoenix, my River Phoenix <laughs> moment in Indiana Jones. That oh, snake yeah. pops up. And from that moment on, I was done. I, mortified. I love that whole beginning where it's like just checking off the boxes yeah. for Indiana Jones. The it's whip, like, okay, afraid of snakes. Check. Hat. This is where the scar comes from. The bullwhip. All of it. You want it, we're going to slam it into this like 10 minute scene. You also just brought up something that I've never thought of in my life, and that's snakes yawning. I don't recommend it. That's the funniest thing. Like I've also like been cracking myself up recently with the idea that humans are the only creatures who whisper. Oh my God. Like like you know, like there's no lion who's like roar <laughs> hey, come over here, real quick. quick. Check out those zebras. Yeah, right. Like dogs are like dogs are either barking or whining. Like a dog is never like. Rough. I don't think a dog has ever had like even thought about doing it quietly. Yeah, right. They I got one think. volume. Humans, we invented whispering. Yeah, we got that. That that legitimately blew my mind thinking of a concept like no thing out. Like there's no bugs. They have one volume. I'm sure. Yeah. Any monkeys? Yeah, it's like that's it. That's You turned it on or you turned it off? The crickets are, can't like rub lighter on their legs. Larry, I know you need to practice rubbing, but can you keep it can down just, a little bit? We're all trying to. <laughs> it's just not as good as ours, and mean? we really need you to work on it, bud. Go around back. Keep it soft. No, nah, man. No, no. Now nah, you're still off, dude. <laughs> Gotta get that timing down. Come back when you know, okay? We just can't do this right now. Oh, Almost so had it. Petered out. This is a real bummer, dude. Ironically, his name is Peter. Or Is that coincidentally? I never know. It's both. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So typically, we start off with a little history lesson, a little getting to know you. Fantastic. How, if at all, did you come to our Lord and Savior Scooby Doo? Well, I think it's, he's always been a constant presence in my life. Mm. Uh, you know, growing up, the constantly on the Cartoon Network, usually around the hours of about ten in the morning till about one in the afternoon. <laughs> it's about those times when midday, I'd, I'd pray to the altar of Scooby. <laughs> um, Usually, the oldies, the hits, you know, all the classics. Yeah. Um, some of the elongated, like, hour specials, stuff like that. I always got very confused when it was red shirt, Shaggy. That always, I don't know how I felt about that 80s? as a kid. Yeah, that always, I felt something was off. and But I eventually came around to it. I could appreciate sort of all of the, the differences. But uh, it yeah. is also weird that that was like a change that they made. They were like, oh, a drastic one, I feel like. <laughs> He's had this green shirt for long enough. Yeah, here's something new. How'd that meeting go and they're like, you know what? All right, here's we got we gotta really reinvent this. We gotta really change some things around. Um, what do you got for us? I sink in a red shirt. All right, great start. Let's Jim go. Jim from accounting, you're getting bumped up to the top. Guess what? You're executive producer now. Welcome to the top. <laughs> that guy comes up with all the good ideas. He's, and now he's a legend. Yep. He won yeah i think he won just won the lifetime award at warner brothers i think i think i read that i don't know it's not even a lifetime achievement it's just you've had a lifetime you've had all award. lifetime of achievement we didn't want to go that hard so excellent yeah. uh yeah cartoon network was I. i was this keeps popping back into my head where it's like when i first started watching cartoon network it was like vintage cartoons yeah of course and then slowly it started to turn into like this new format this new fangled like you know the water cartoon show and all yeah, that of kind of stuff and now like that was because that's what you had like you were watching Scooby Doo or you know the Godzilla Gadzuki show or, you know, Hong Kong fooey, because that's what was on. These yeah. things from, like, the 60s and 70s. Yeah, the classics. Right. All the, uh, the the Hanna-Barbera, all that stuff. Like, the the Tom and Jerry, the, like, even, like, they did all of that stuff, and that's where you just go to soak in the oldies. But now, that's not like, it's not like you turn on the TV and that's what's on and that's what you watch. Like, you have, like, kids now have the option to be into older stuff yeah, and exactly. choose, like curate their own older stuff to be into. Right. Well, that's the lovely bit with the streaming is like, parents can almost subject them to that <laughs> if they wanted to. They can be like, "Oh yeah, we're stre- all that's available right now is Tiny Toons. I'm sorry, you gotta watch this," <laughs> and they just play through like eight episodes in a row. They're wacky, they're litty, they're on a little. Yeah. <laughs> it's it, and that's and then then you can sort of feel like that's right. You'll learn <laughs> just like I learned. <laughs> We're all going to learn who Humphrey Bogart is together. Yeah, ca- I'm not showing you Casablanca. I'm showing you Animaniacs. Right. You're going to get weird Watchmen references that they somehow sneak into like every four episodes. You literally are going to have no idea what a beatnik is, but you're going to see people playing bongos while and, Dot recites poetry. And boy, are you going to just get the joke somewhere down the line and not know why. <laughs> that's, yeah, I wonder what that's going to do to pop culture in kids. Like, I wonder if, the, like, how are they going to be into stuff if they have the control over what to watch? Yeah, like how's Discovery gonna work for that? Like yeah. it's, it's not gonna be like, cause we had to, you had to wait for a certain hour and a certain time for a certain show to come on. And you watched a half hour of it, possibly for a week and that was it. And, and then you had, you had that much time to decide if you loved it or not. Right. And if you did, then you have to wait and hopefully find it again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't, I have no idea. It's a crapshoot. I'm not entirely sure how the scheduling thing works, but I know I'm going to find Gem in the Holograms at some point. It's going to be back, and I will be watching it. <laughs> the more you know. Ding. G.I. Joe. <laughs> uh, so today, uh, wh- why not? We we, we we don't cover this This franchise of the show that I often, I thought it would be kind of fun, so we're going to go for uh, Scooby and Shaggy Get a Clue. Yeah, we're going to see some new stuff here. From the early 2000s, this is uh, ridiculous, and (laughs) I don't, I mean, I don't know a super ton about it, other than it's just kind of funky and weird, and we're going to be watching from uh, season one, episode seven. Mystery of the Missing Mystery Solvers. It's a classic. I I can guarantee it almost already. <laughs> just, I just, I... just I know. I have this feeling. <laughs> Deep down in my craw. And my loins <laughs> they're telling me this is going to be just a contest to try and make a joke every time you take a sip. <laughs> yeah. That's that's half the reason why you have a, a water in your hand so you can time your jokes with yeah. your sips. <laughs> for that ever elusive spit take we'll get there (laughs) eluded me for years will today be the day Uh, alright so uh, Scooby and Shaggy get a clue mystery missing Mr. let's do this let's do it (laughs) good work now close the trap door hey did you hear that Scoob Chad Chaddington actually complimented us close it not on my legs, you twits! Ow! Ooh. Thank you, that's much better! Sorry, Chad! Uh, he'll be alright. It probably leads to the river. It holds up. Yeah, right. Holds up. I don't know if people are like, does Weird Al hold up? Yeah. Guess yeah what? The guy who's had the same career for 40 years? <laughs> When you think, like, that whole thing's nuts when you think about that he just got his, like, he went number one on his last album for the first time. And he's been doing this since the 80s. Yeah. Which is bonkers that he's remained so good and relevant for so long. Well, he's the only one who does it. Yeah, that's true. I mean, how do you do that better? I don't think, I don't think you oh. can. Or how do you put your own spin on it, I guess? I mean, like, unless you have, like, a theme to your pair. Yeah, you'd have to, like, have a gimmick. Like, a pretty good But He already has the best gimmick with the polka and the accordion and everything. Like, Yeah. You know, took that. I loved the uh, alt-rock polka. All of his all of his polkas, <laughs> I feel like, are so good. All of them. Like, those are always the highlights for me on the albums. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really enjoy the originals as well. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's one of those like pretentious things, though, where, where you know where people are I like. I actually oh, like his original yeah. work more. Do you listen to Weird Al's originals? Because like, I mean, they're really good. Like, man. he's a pretty talented songwriter. Yeah, I mean, I, I love mean, Albuquerque. Yeah. <laughs> that is, you know, let's really break that down. <laughs> <laughs> not, the, a lot to talk about here. The pretentious Weird Al fan. It's my new character. It's a good character. <laughs> we'll workshop that. Uh, so we just Scooby and Shaggy. We just learned a lot. Yeah, well, I guess that's one way of putting it. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, we did learn. Yeah. You know, like technically, if you're reading a twilight book, you're you, learning you learn about that. Something. Yeah. Universe. There's something to learn in everything. Yeah. And that's a beautiful note to really just like hover on for a minute. <laughs> Let's just ex- unpack that. Yeah, if you guys want to take a minute, whoever's listening just really think about that. There you go, you thought about it. <laughs> Moment of silence. Uh, but they get an invitation to this mystery yes. solvers. I would awards. like to point out that they do have a robot butler, which I feel like is very important. Which whose name I think is like Robo? Yeah. And yeah, it's and he has he's got extending arms. He's trying to give them food. They're pretty made in the shade with this robot butler. I'm hooked on him. <laughs> and all ten seconds that he's in the episode. There is <laughs> Something about, like, level of luxury. Like, I don't know. I I just feel like, once again, all those things that you don't need, but would just be really nice to have. It's like, I don't, like, I've been looking at coffee makers that (laughs) uh, can program you know so right. like so you can like time your coffee yes yeah, yeah. so you set it up the night before and then it brews and then you wake up to the wonderful smell and prepared coffee of course and now the technology is to a point where they have like multiple sections of the coffee maker so that if you want a pot you can make a pot of coffee or set it up so that your travel mug is Dunder. there and you just have it to go. Yeah. So there's like a separate area to put your travel mug in, and then like it brews it, and then you leave. I feel like that's too much power. That's Skynet's beginning. <laughs> that's where it starts. <laughs> but there's no re like that is a luxury. Yeah, for twenty dollars. Yeah, or it's like verde- thirty bucks. <laughs> it's what your retail value? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Why? (laughs) Like I need to. Oh man! Now I get that extra three minutes. Like, like, uh, how much time? Where's the line drawn? Where you're like, I just need to make sure that I have this done because if not, I can't pour. I don't have time to pour. What would be your first task if you had a robot butler? Like, you have a robot butler now. You wake up in the morning. What are you having to pick out your clothes? See, I think I do. As much as I like the idea, I think I'd feel bad. It'd be one of those things where I'd be like, Oh man, take the day off. I don't need I'm good. Like the robot butler's only thing is to help you. So I think there's no winning in this scenario. So I'd be like, nah, dude, I'm good. He's like, I just want to help. And you're like, oh no, really. Like, I got I just put my jeans on. We're good. Why was I made? (laughs) And oh no. (laughs) I am made to help if I am not helping. I will unmake myself and No the, Robo Butler. That's and, and then we start like a sci-fi disaster novel and then it's all But it's like very existential like like ennui like it's like a like Jean-Paul Sartre or something. <laughs> you come back, he's playing an organ with a <laughs> Phantom mask on, he doesn't know what he's just sad and it's oh no. I have learned how to love <laughs> and also how to hate. <laughs> Boom. I just didn't want toast this morning, <laughs> Butler. Come on. <laughs> I just wanted to put on my own pants. I didn't need you this morning. (laughs) Uh, I also, like, I'm such a control freak that I'd wonder, I guess, but it's, like, programmable, right? So it's, like, how you want something. Because, like, I'm, like, very particular about how my toast is done, you know? I want my toast at a certain level. So, like, could the robot butler, how many failed attempts before I get it right? Yeah, can he nail my toast levels? Yeah. And that's... That's an important question. That's what we're here to talk about. Toast lines. So really, actually, we're just talking about a toaster. <laughs> <laughs> a, a form of robot. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> there are robots <laughs> everywhere. And that's, and that's scary to me. <laughs> Why? So, so we've touched upon my fear of snakes already. We're getting into my second fear, which is robots. <laughs> Let me posit something. Please. The world is afraid that robots will become sentient yeah. and will turn against us. 100%. Part one of that why it is literally never happened right but those like mit robots that learn how to open doors and it's like trying to escape like that's no good that only now everything's gonna try and escape and that's just the beginning here's the other part here's part two of that all right humanity has such a low opinion of itself that we are like, if we make something smart enough, they're gonna, it's going to hate us. We blew it. We are horrible. Like, I mean, if, we, if anything can recognize how horrible we are, it's, it's going to turn on us immediately. Yeah, no, they'll know. <laughs> and they'll realize that we got to stop this. Take a chance on humanity. Maybe we're better than we thought. Maybe the robots will be like, you know what? They got some good stuff. They have some flaws. That's the most optimistic turn like I've ever heard is like no the robots are gonna come and they're gonna help us (laughs) they're they're gonna help us be better they're gonna just they're gonna be there to help don't worry about it right (laughs) and that's when the robot kills you (laughs) no I think it's trying to help me (laughs) that's when we lost Nick thats (laughs) it was sad but his optimism was beautiful the first casualty of the (laughs) robot war guys I think they're gonna get they're gonna be here they just want to help us do anything all of our stuff But that's the same thing we have with uh, aliens, right? If aliens show up, they're going to kill us because they're going to realize what assholes we are. Yes, that is that. Well, in you know, movies like I just watched uh, Arrival for the first time, they just want to give us a gift, right? Was was, that what the plot of that was? Something like that, kind of. It was just like this really sort of nice thing, and of course, like humanity got scared and wanted to fight it, and it's just like anything. Yeah, day the earth stood still. Yeah, same thing. It's just like they always just it always just comes down to fisticuffs. I just want to punch that alien, Will Smith style. <laughs> Welcome to Earth. He says Earth, right? Am he I does. Wrong about and that? It's, a, it's a beautiful moment of cinema. <laughs> Why are you so obsessed with the fat lady? Stop talking about the fat lady. <laughs> oh, Goldblum is a treasure. <laughs> He's great. He in must that movie. be saved. Who's his dad in that? Like the old Jewish yeah, dad? wonderful. Oh, my God. I I firmly believe that if robots and aliens come, I think Jeff Goldblum is the is our best bet. Mm hmm. I've recently wanted to watch Cowboys vs. Aliens. Harrison Ford, Daniel Craig, right? Yeah. 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 James I, Bond and uh, uh, Indiana, Indiana Jones. Jones. Number three. Yep, number three. <laughs> <laughs> I like that it says everything in the title. What is this movie? Cowboys vs. Aliens. I think that's Great. what we need more of is just straightforward. Like, what do you like? Well, I don't know. I like Cowboys. I like Aliens. Guess what? Put them together and what have you got? We got you. <laughs> May I suggest Cowboys versus Aliens? I, what? I didn't even know. What do you like? I like pancakes and bacon. Bacon pancakes. Oh, <gasps> holy God! It's a new world. <laughs> but what if the pancakes turn on you and destroy you? That's called cholesterol, kids. And it's that if they will. That's number one killer. Uh, I, so I've I've recently been having these weird like health. Uh, okay, two parts. I've okay. had a weird health kick, and simultaneously health problems. Put so hand in hands, right? So I was at the doctor, and uh, he was like, oh, "Well, how's your, is your pooping normal?" That's what he said, right? Okay. Yeah, that's a good question. But in this recent health kick, my pooping has changed, for the better or for the worse. It seems like for the better. That's good. a lot less splatter poop. <laughs> but here's the thing: like he's like he's like, "Is your pooping regular?" And I'm like, "I don't." No, because I don't know what regular is. Like I just changed my diet, so now like is this regular? Doc, you gotta help me out here. What's regular? Yeah, right. Like tell me. I I don't know. But I looked at one of those poop uh, color charts. Right. You gotta because those are fun. Those, they they make me scared for what some people have to deal with. (laughs) The black one, where it's like, oh, does it? I like how black is black. (laughs) You're dead. You're you're done. Speaking of which, there are two twins in this (laughs) that are not twins. Yes. Back to Scooby Doo. One of them is black, and one of them is white. And I feel like that's the, like, underlying joke, but they don't call it out? Yeah, no, that's very... Yeah, that was a weird one. That was a weird <laughs> joke to, like, to really go all in on. Because they really, like, pause. They're like, you two don't look alike. Yeah. And it was like... Mm. "That's a, And then that's a weird thing to put in front of kids, to be like, <laughs> yeah, they're different. Be- you get it, kids? Do you see the difference? Wasn't that the... in, in um? Oh my gosh, what the hell is that show called? How I Met Your Mother, uh, Neil Patrick Harris's brother is Wayne Brady. Yep. And he's like, you were adopted. What? Yeah, that was... See, that was done with the knowledge of it. Whereas yeah. this one was very much like, do you get it? <laughs> do you see? I do? Am am I supposed to feel uncomfortable <laughs> about this? Or... I think everyone was. <laughs> Something else I was uncomfortable with this, because that was the first time I've watched this iteration of Scooby-Doo. Right. Was there like sort of like dead eyes? Their, their eyes are just black. It's like a weird left turn. Like somebody watched anime. Right. And then They're was like, like, we don't oh, want that. We can kind of do that. <laughs> we can pull back. Let's pull back that about 100% and just, just give them these little cold, dead black eyes. <laughs> cold. Like a doll's eyes. <laughs> That's what it was. Sharks in the water. Oh no. Like a doll's eyes. Uh, Did you read. There was. I don't know. I had, like, a brief uh, love affair with comics. Like, when I was a kid, I there was no real comic book shop near me. I right. wanted to be into comics, but, like, I just couldn't get them. And then uh, f- it was, like, in college where I was like, wait, I'm almost an adult. I, I have buy whatever I'd like. Yeah, I can just <laughs> buy comics now. It's a lovely feeling. It was pretty crazy. And so I did it. And I got a subscription, all that kind of stuff. Of course. The one of the ones that I got into was a mini series called... Spider-Man loves Mary Jane or something oh, like that. Oh yeah, of course. But it had this similar like Japanese, yeah, it was like a manga influenced like S- Spider-Man mini series. Yeah, that focused more on the uh, him maybe just being a high schooler. Yeah, it was kind of a lovely thing. Which that's just a funny concept. Like, what's the thing that makes Spider-Man interesting? Oh, is it the superpowers? Well, let's not focus no, on I don't that really. Think about that, <laughs> I I I want to know day to day life. Yeah, how does he get through high school? Just I want to know classes. How'd they go? Yeah. Grades? How's he doing? Web slinging doesn't really help get in get that home out of my books. <laughs> Climbing up walls—that's not going to help if you got an econ final. No, it's not. <laughs> Is he studying? I care about Peter and what he's doing in school, and that's it. Get him out of that web. <laughs> get him out of there. <laughs> but they had a very—that's kind of the look that this had. That like, yeah, manga, right? Yeah, that's it was a, a very like strangely influenced. Uh, it was just very strange. But I wasn't unappealing, right? It was just, like, jarring when you're so used to a certain... The, thing. I wonder if it's the same guy who said put Shaggy in a red T shirt. You like, know it was. This is now. He's he's drunk on power. <laughs> he's like, we're changing the whole look, guys. Guess what? We're gonna have an overarching <laughs> plot throughout the entire thing. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna have a villain that returns every episode. <laughs> so they go to the the Mystery Manor thing. Yes, they go to the the dinner where they're going to hopefully receive the Millennium Award, the detec- Millennium Detective Award. Right, right. And it's uh, them. Chad Chattington, Chad Chattington, who was a very like handsome, roguish, uh, deep-voiced sort of <laughs> maybe British <laughs> mate. That was a very up to interpretation, I think. <laughs> well, he kind of had that like old-school, like William F. Buckley Jr. Like, <laughs> I'm from Philadelphia, but I talk like this. Yeah, what? It's like, <laughs> but yeah, he made like a couple references to England, I think, and like his <laughs> his like polite cusses. oh oh, <laughs> cusses. It's Curses. tea time. <laughs> And so that's really he was he was a really well-rounded character though. We <laughs> learned a lot about Chad. Uh but Scooby of course can't be the only animal, right? Of course not. That'd be uh that'd be ridiculous. Here's the other thing <laughs> about this show that's it's they they really just let things slide. Like they don't they just kind of like throw things out there. And just let you kind of play with it? You get to pick what you want. choose your own adventure and what you want to laugh at and enjoy. The monkey was the assistant. Right. But he's the one who talks and seemingly knows what's going on. He's the smart one. Right. But they keep, nobody acknowledges this. No, no, no. They keep talking to the tiny professor on his shoulder who just goes, (laughs) and that's it and he sucks his foot, and it makes everyone uncomfortable. Please stop sucking your foot, doctor. (laughs) It's, And I I like the detective monkey aspect. I think that's great. Yeah. I think we could use more. I agree. (laughs) Uh, I've been on a huge monkey king kick lately. There you go. See? Which I don't know, like... I don't know if this is going to get offensive. I don't know how this works. Chinese mythology is amazing. Yeah. And it's also... It's amazing how much cinema comes out of it. Right, like, I believe that. Yes, we get Clash of the Titans and, like, all these kind of fun movies from, like, sort of more Western stuff, but, like, the amount of movies about The Monkey King. Staggering. A lot of them, and they're all kick-ass action movies. <laughs> that's part of the, like, Buddhism is a kick-ass monkey dude. Yeah, that's the that's all of it in a roundabout way is just, it's a kick-ass monkey dude. That's amazing. He flies on a cloud. He can make clones out of his hair. He has a 13,000-pound uh, staff that only he can lift. He was born from a rock. That guy's yoked then. Like, right? that's that's impressive. Yeah. Also, they never explained – sorry, the stick made me think of this. The bit with – so they find a trapdoor that Chad Chaddington going to fall through, and they try to catch him, and they just get his coat, and Scooby pulls out a metal rod out of his coat, looks at it, and drops it. Never what talked was about. that? Never talked about. I thought it was going to be like a clue that led to maybe like Chad's the bad guy. Right. <laughs> it was nothing. Nope. It was not even a red herring because they didn't even discuss it. <laughs> oh, Scooby's going to have some business. That was like <laughs> yeah, a lot we, of it. They <laughs> want him to look bored on stage, so let's give him some business. We're just going to have business everywhere. Like w- At the end when he's walking along and just for no odd reason Foley's working overtime. Yeah. Those- First of all, there's no reason for him to walk. No, he just wanted to move again. Move from one side of the screen to the other while people are talking, and it was like, frump, thump, thump, frump. It's like a bad theater director who's like, oh, that guy's just been standing there for like these past eight lines. Hey, in the back, can you just move to the stage right? Just move. You just need some business. You you look bored. (laughs) Won't that take the eye away aren't they having the big monologue yeah no, it's, not important. It. it's not important yeah just and then can you just slap those hams while he's walking please so it makes it that i really want to hear some sound when he's moving slap those hams just slap those hams I, that's that's how i picture all foley work in my head is just slapping the hair it's just hams and what you do with them <laughs> <laughs> you can get a lot of work out of hams it turns out that might be my favorite sentence in the english language you're welcome. You get a lot of work out you know, of him. Just don't know how to use them. Uh, the, who, oh, there was the noir guy. Yeah, the very classic noir. Who mm. we decided we found out he had uh, precognition, but only for like a minute. But only like barely a minute, and he could not use his his knowledge of the the dis the near future to do anything. He can't influence the world. No, he can only he's. Cursed just to know. (laughs) To narrate slightly ahead of time. And then let what happens, happens. He walked into the line. He was snatched by a hooded figure. Whoop. (laughs) And then he was snatched. And that was it. It, I appreciated knowing it was gonna happen, but that poor man, I felt I felt bad for him. That was wasn't that a plot point in Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them? Oh, the monkey who had like a slight he could see precog, but like it was like Two minutes. Yeah, he could see pretty far ahead, but he could then do stuff about. Yeah, it. he had the time to be like to like move somebody slightly to right. the left. So that so monkey that was much more useful than yeah. this man detective. Also adorable. Also a great thing. <laughs> yeah, they have some uh, fun statues at uh, Hot Topic right now for oh, those. Wow, that, was... I, that movie gets better every time I watch it. I've, I feel like I was a little unsure the first time, I watched it the second time, and I felt pretty good about it the second time. Yeah, there. There's also something about now, like, like having characters like Newt Scamander, back in the day, that's just an eccentric person. Right. Now, there's almost, like, a tendency to, like, diagnose. Right. You know what I'm that saying? Makes sense. So, you look at these characters, what would have just been an eccentric person is now, like, oh, is this, like, an Asperger's character? Yeah, exactly. You know? And it's kind of a... <clears throat> Pardon me. Sorry. It's kind of an interesting... <laughs> Almost like dilemma of writing, because now, oh, like, is this a misunderstood archetype, or are we legitimately drawing from... Right, which is an interesting thing, because it's also important, I think, to have that representation at the same time, but also at the same time, if they're just writing a character and they're like, that's what it is, Yeah. now does the person writing that feel like a real, like like how where's the line drawn there Well and now how much do you have to worry about representation yeah. and be like you know are we represented if this is going if we're identifying this as a thing can we represent it in the most uh embracing or progressive right. way because you'd want if you're going to do it you want to do it well and not like just do it for the sake of doing it cuz then that there's a problem with that obviously so. Well right and now you go back and you look at stuff uh from that you know from like the 80s and stuff I mean you know especially when it comes to things like gay characters and stuff like that where you're like you know it what was funny back then is now considered insulting. Yeah. Well, the 80s were not good for a lot of that. They, yeah, right. Like any Asian character was, was not, it's all very bad. <laughs> like it's just, and it's, it's, it's tough because especially with like the nostalgia factor overwhelms you sometimes. So you go back, you like, oh man, yeah, I love this movie. And you watch it. It's been like 15 years and you watch it. And you're like, oh my God. Yeah. It's almost amazing how that doesn't apply to Blazing Saddles just because it wore that on its sleeve. Well, that, I think that was its point. It was yeah, like a, racism can be funny somehow. Yeah, it's like, that's that's a testament to <laughs> Mel Brooks taking it from being able to do something so progressive back then and being like, we're doing it because it's bad. Do you see? I forgot to, I didn't I tell you to wash up after weekly cross burning? <laughs> she turns his hands over. Oh, it's coming off. It's... <laughs> It's brilliant. What? that And it's it's amazing. Yeah, that. Where do white women at? <laughs> it's just so much of that where you're like, oh my God, like, would that fly today? No. And I don't think it would, but because it's so progressive in what it was doing, then mm. it was just like, it's, it's sort of its own class. It's, yeah. It's a weird, it's a weird, like, out of that, if you have like a Venn diagram of all the <laughs> movies, it's not even, it's just out there. <laughs> it's not in the Venn? No, it's it's, it's sans Venn. <laughs> yeah. Another T shirt, sounds man. <laughs> I'm cranking them out for you today. Uh, who the Noir guy? So noir Ch- Chattington, the, the, champ, the monkey. The champ. Oh, Halloween dude Halloween is the dude. host. He's, he's yeah, and no one finds that weird that we have an eyes wide shut character hosting this event. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's like oh yeah, cool. No, what a great host. <laughs> he's a kind man. I mean, if you're going to be into mysteries, right? That puts you, there's going to be a base level that you're into weird shit, right? Yeah, you have to, I think you have to accept it. How, yeah. It's, it's almost like you need to be, it, it, when you're not on the clock, you're still like into this like bizarre, like. Right. It's gonna find you. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I mean, you know, if you're if you're putting out those kinds of vibes into the universe, that that shit's gonna, oh, it's gonna always come back be to you. Always. <laughs> so you're gonna go to a fancy mansion party. You're gonna see some guys dressed up in masks, and mm-hmm. you're gonna expect some weird things to happen. <laughs> and they weren't wearing pants. And they they did they did enter that party. So they knew. They came in knowing <laughs> that this was a Kubrick eyes wide shut business affair. Oh, are we not? <laughs> Oh, that's on me. Oh, I am so I'm sorry. Misunderstood. He was wearing a mask. I just assumed. I'm just sh- ah, shoot. I'm just going to put these back on. <laughs> I'll be right back. <laughs> well, that pill was ruined. Anyway, wh- <laughs> wasted. Where were we? I'm so sorry. <laughs> Please wipe that from your memory. Uh, so, yeah, they arrive at that party. Mm-hmm. We meet all this uh, this cast of characters. Yeah. And then just lightning starts firing off, and they disappear one by one. The butler and the appetizers. And that was the that was the last straw. Also, the appetizers were just question marks cookies. Yeah, what question mark cookies? cookies. I don't know. Or like they looked sort of like um like just bread. <laughs> Mostly <laughs> like <laughs> so appetizers. Is that just bread? they, they bought some no, loaves of bread and cut out? Is there no dip to go with? No, no. 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 It's like they actually they dip them in the water to eat them faster <laughs> like uh, the 4th of July hot dog <laughs> eating contest. Uh, just a tiny Asian man <laughs> just schooling people. Just going for the record. How many hot dogs do you eat before you get uncomfortable? Like two. Yeah. Like two hot dogs. Like if I'm like, I have one because, you know, hot dogs are, are pretty they're good at, one is good one's a great number to have and two is if you're like feeling hungry if you, if it's a 4th of July and you're like you really going for it especially like you know having a beer you just put two dogs yeah, two on the dogs thing is you're good. walking around it's either like a burger or two dogs mm. that's a good that's a good rule of like equals i think there yeah um, i will do burger and a dog that's fine sometimes cuz you want a bit of, you want to live in both worlds you i got can get it. behind that you got to stretch it out, though. You got to. You can't just eat both of those at once, because then the parties, you're just uncomfortable. <laughs> you're, you're boned after that. Yeah. But if you go three dogs, there's a problem. If you go three dog deep, <laughs> my God. May God be with you. Uh, Jeremiah was a 4th of July party. Right? Three dog deep. Three dog deep. It's my favorite band. <laughs> was that written by Harry Nielsen? No. He wrote another song for Three Dog Night. I think they he had a hit for them i they've think randy newman did too well yeah of course they've right. come to they've come to Port, uh, portland recently and i just saw an ad that like three dog night coming back again i was like what again yeah hold on well, i yeah. didn't know there was a demand yeah right no everybody's singing that one song <laughs> they only know that jeremiah was a bullfrog but they love it they go nuts who isn't it uh tommy two-tone Opens with 8675309 and closes with 8675309. You give the people what they want. Right? Why not? <laughs> I mean, like, if that's what people are showing up for, like you give you give some things for the people. Like Rick Astley, I'm sure. You gotta start big. Yeah. He opens and closes with never gonna give you up. Because like he's got like a couple of like smaller hits, but like we all know. Right. We all know what we're here for. He also does a really good cover of Uptown Funk. I know that sounds weird, but it was, you could have said, like, anything, and that was one of the last (laughs) things on my list that I could have expected you to say, (laughs) (laughs) song-wise. You know? Because he's got that voice, which is kind of funny. Right. You know? Uh, Oh, by the way, I have been just singing Everything is Crash Test Dummies recently. (laughs) (laughs) Good. No, that's a good, that's a good habit to get into. We watch some (laughs) Scooby-Doo. Why? That's... Does that's he your, have an accent? What's your, happening? That's your new theme, I think. Yeah, I right. think we've just put that on tape and we got a new theme going. Got into a van and ate some cookies on the way. Yeah. Why does that guy sound like that? Yeah, it's, it's, he's a he's a mystery. There is a knight. Oh, yes. Okay, so villains in this one yeah. we have. Usually there's just one. Right. This time, we thought the knight was it. Yeah, well, we, even we, him. I wasn't entirely sure if he was a villain or not. Like, he... he Throws an axe at Scooby at one point, but then just goes back to not doing anything and allows them to leave the room. Yeah, no, he's at one point they open a door to see the night. He and then they close it, and that night does nothing that door stopped him ah they closed <laughs> the door i cannot figure this one out <laughs> well admittedly when I mean, those uh, ch- uh mail it might be difficult to get a grip yeah, on the knob like it's like yeah it's got like just the metal metal it doesn't feel right metal on metal is difficult it's you can't do it what is he going to do <laughs> just crush the handle yeah you had to go around he's stuck in that room go around you had to go around can you just open the door just go around <laughs> no you're not <laughs> no you gotta go around let go around i'm not and just when you think that the knight is our is our sort of main masked protagonist or no antagonist sorry other one You're sure uh nope <laughs> but we're gonna move on uh we're gonna go on and then we have a nice painting with the old classic eyes following and out of that painting bursts what, what do you think think's gonna burst out of there <laughs> it, it could have been anything i thought maybe just the guy in the painting yeah, yeah. You know what I like? <laughs> it's just, Has anybody done that? That's actually a really funny right. bit. If, is like the, the painting with the eyes moving, and then behind it is just, just that, that dude. Yeah, that's a good bit. <laughs> but no, what do we get? We get a, a goblin wearing an eye patch. <laughs> they really just had to get like, the, like once again, when there's a convention... All the cosplayers, like, you no longer have any crimes, because it's all cosplayers that are menacing these people. (laughs) Also, I just realized, and I'm not sure if this is what it was, that both eyes in that painting were following them, right? No, they had an eye patch. Right. In the painting. In the painting, had an eye patch, too? Yeah. Oh, God, I just thought for a second that there was two eyes, and they burst out, and and then then he had an eye patch, patch. and be like, guys, he blew that one. (laughs) Oh, thank God. (laughs) I got worried, <laughs> or there's, or there's another goblin that we never saw, and he's, each of them is one eye in. Just to watch through the paintings. <laughs> he's, he's the voyeur goblin, and then and then burst through goblin. Right. That's they got they got to stick to their jobs. All right. Also, there's no point in that painting if you're just going to burst Break through. It. <laughs> yeah. Like, why are you being sneaky if you're just going to go ah? Yeah, you know he. That painting's ruined. <laughs> They ruined a work of art. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's just a bummer. Yeah, that's just how this goes. <laughs> so, uh, we're, yeah, so all these people are disappearing, and basically Shaggy and Scooby have to figure out where all these great detectives are going. We really should use our budget better next time, maybe. <laughs> just install doors instead of paintings. Now the doors don't work either. <laughs> the doors don't work either. <laughs> the doors don't work. We can't go through the doors. We can't go through the paintings. They just need holes in the wall. This trap door seems to be doing us a lot of mileage. Do we just do trap doors for everything? I trap doors they... for everything. Okay, trap doors for everything. They had a lot of trap doors. <laughs> also, it was the Batman. Uh, yeah, gargoyle, they had the gargoyle, the, the head lifted up and just kept tapping it, and it kept kept just <laughs> just closing on their 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 poor bodies, their bones. Well, but okay, so Chad Chattington. He yells at them. He's like, uh, close the door because so I have my... He's hanging. He's, <laughs> hanging. he's holding himself up by his two hands in the middle of this trap door. And Amazing wants- upper body strength. Yes. He- fit as a fiddle. <laughs> and and he demands that Scooby and Shaggy close the door so he can presumably get back up. And presumably, he should also lift his legs. Like, make it so that it's not closing yeah, on him. Yeah, Chad. Do a little work, Chad. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. What was the thing? What did they say, Chad? Good work, Chad. Chad, (laughs) nice one, Chad. Strangely, strangely angry, Shaggy and Scooby, but they were his fans. It was a very weird thing. Yeah, they also had marshmallows on them, which is great. Which I mean, you gotta, yeah, absolutely. Not Uh gonna not use a fire to make marshmallows. (laughs) (laughs) That that that's a good way to go about life. Just carry marshmallows in case there's a fire. Yeah, you never know. Unless there's like a fire that's a bad fire like like a house fire, don't make marshmallows on that fire. <laughs> the firemen are showing up and you're just toasting marshmallows, you're like, "You always oh, want them, guys." You Guys uh brought a couple extra. I uh I was Oh, we were both at a St. Patrick's Day parade yesterday. <laughs> yes, we were. And there were so many dogs and I just thought about how fun it would be to walk up to people and be like, "Hey, is it cool if I just take a selfie with your dog?" <laughs> 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 and then just keep walking. Did you see the dog that was, was pulling a cart? The, the cart giant dog. Giant dog. Yeah, that thing was huge. And it was like a bear. Yeah, I it, wanted it. it <laughs> I, we should have taken it. Just take the dog. Be like, hey, can I have this dog? Thank you, you. Don't need that. We're gonna selfie with the dog and then we're gonna take it. <laughs> somebody who ste- I was thinking about somebody who steals bikes. It's not. They're not stealing the bike. It's just their bike now. Right. That's well, that's mine. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is now my bike. It's not you're sp- stealing it. No, it's not. No, it's not. It's, it's my it's bike mine. now. <laughs> can you prove it's not? I'm saying that it's mine. I guess I can't argue with that. No, I have a receipt. I bought it. Well, yeah, but I'm, it's my bike now. Sorry. Yeah. This is my sandwich now. <laughs> have a good one. That's my sandwich now. This is my sandwich. <laughs> what? What? I said it's my sandwich. Can you argue that? I mean, kind. Of, yeah, I feel like I can. What if I just say it's my sandwich? Well, no, because it's... Because it's mine. My sandwich. I think we should start selfieing with bikes and sandwiches too. This is my dog. <laughs> I have this selfie. Yeah, if you selfie with it, it's yours. <clears throat> so there were Mandalorian nights at the. That, so that was, yeah, real quickly, that was a real. So we had Mandalorians. Mm-hmm. We had a couple Deadpools. Yeah. We had the Ghostbusters. Yeah. Which are all very St. Patrick's Day themed. What? But what is St. Patrick's Day? I was trying to think about this. What is it? It's so, from what I understand, it's the day that Saint Patrick got all the snakes out of Ireland. Back to snakes, and this is full circle. So this is very good for us. So personally, <laughs> the <to> one me, <laughs> snake who's kind of he's kind of going a little bit slower, and he has to stop to yawn. It's, it's, it's like, and Saint Patrick's like, get, get mm. out. Like, this is why. I'm on my way. <laughs> no. And so, and that's so we celebrate that we celebrate the fact that there's no snakes in Ireland, which is apparently that's where I gotta go. Yeah, it's safe there. There's yeah, none. I mean, there's crazy people, but but that's fine because there's no snakes. Yeah, yeah, and they're all nice, supposedly. Uh, supposedly. So like that's that's where we're at. Is so we take that celebration and we're like, well, guess what? We're gonna drink some green beer. I'm gonna start at six a.m. The Mandalorians should show up, and th- we're gonna get some some lovable Star Wars characters involved. Uh, yeah, there's a lot happening in that parade that I was just like, I think Portland was sort of like, bring them in. You want to be in this? Guess what. You're in it. Mascots all... galore. Ah, oh, that was the best part. Crusher from the Red Claws. Slugger was there. Slugger In a full-on, full-on like outfit, themed like a themed S- mascot costume. Slugger has a St. Patrick's Day outfit, <laughs> and this is important, right? A mascot for a local sports team has multiple mascot costumes for different themed events. Yes, so Slugger is, is the Sea Dog, in case anybody's wondering. Right. You might not know. Sea Dog is a local team. He's a local team, and he's, he's wonderful. Always got to get a pick with Slugger when you go to a game. Right. Race him around the base. You got to. But this, he had a full-on, so how many more outfits does Slugger have? Is there a Halloween outfit? Yeah, does he have, like, summer shorts, like Bermuda short outfit? Does he have, like... <laughs> You know how at Build A Bear they have uh they have costumes for the Pokemon, so yeah, of you could have like a Pikachu but like Pikachu in another costume. Or like basketball Pikachu. Yeah, like we have you had like a Pikachu outfit for Slugger, like the little ears oh, and the awesome. tail. <laughs> Do you think they have like battle damage Slugger? Like from the nineties? Like he's like chunks of him are missing. Dino damage. <laughs> yeah. I'd get behind that slugger. There was so much more to the mythology of the Jurassic Park toys than there was the actual movie Jurassic Park. And it's really weird that Dino Damage was just one chunk of skin that you removed from the Dino. It wasn't even a bite. No, it It was just just skin, like a a hunk. Then you saw a little bone underneath. They're like Dino Damage, Dino Damage, exposed ribs. It's like, oh, that someone just took a hunk out of that Dino. (laughs) This (laughs) is gross. Supposed to be men of science. (laughs) Life. Finds a way. Finds finds a way. Uh, they solve the mystery. Yes. So, the, basically, their their threshold, their journey in this episode is that they feel that they might not be up to the challenge right. of uh, up to the standard of all these mystery solvers. These great classic mystery solvers. Classic, known to everyone. Beloved. Mystery solvers. Mm-hmm. And so it's sort of- And they're fans of them. And they are f- and they know them, and they're fans of them. Yeah. And so it's them sort of proving that they can go toe-to-toe, if you will, with greats like Chad Chattington. Yeah, learning their own self-worth. Um, there are magic Scooby snacks, which I learned about. Yeah, uh, uh, made by the uncle. It's right, like made a, the, the eccentric uncle. The inventor. Um, was the warning, so there was a warning that the butler gave them that they didn't notice because they kept shutting him in the door, was the warning about the party- or was it just like an overarching overall warning? That's a great question because, first of all, the warning was not that informative. It just said you're in danger, and that's the whole point of the show, right? Is that constant? There, constant. Is that they're in like danger? in danger, right? So, did it at some point predicate? Like, would there have been a thing of don't go to this party if he had been allowed to right. keep going? Because that was just should have been the message, right? Is that should have been the thesis? Don't go to the party. Should you should have led with that? But also, go to the party and then solve the mystery. Right. Like, just know that there will just be... Just be aware. But also, that's just... Their lives in general is there's always going to be a mystery. That, if they haven't learned that yet... Hey, that thing that happens to you... Every time? It's going to happen again. <laughs> guess, guess what? You're going to have to solve a mystery. Yeah. Yeah. So they, But they do. It's a, lov- it's a lovely moment because they have that magic Scooby snack. And they think they gave him the super smart Scooby snack. Right. And he does not have that one. It turns out he had the super strong Scooby snack. Which acts as temporary roids. Yeah, and he gets- He bolts out. He gets- He's just yoked. Like, he's <laughs> he's got muscles on his muscles. And, and But they still solve it with their brains mm. in the end, sh- showing that they didn't need, that it was inside of them all along. They were up to the task. They had it. The magic is inside of you. And that- then- why specifically is the magic in a young girl's heart? It's always that's where it belongs. You have to harness that. I was that's a weird lyric. It's like uh it's like those BioShock games where you had to like harness the The little sisters. Yeah. Mm. You have to steal their magic. Uh that's why I don't trust magi- magicians either. Also a uh, soundtrack uh by Mark Mothersbaugh but it sounds like MXBX. Yes, it's very like fast-paced punk rock like or pop punk, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's just this very, it, which is it's fun. It's a good. I think it's it's a very strange. Uh, like it, they go hard fast. That was how you got the kids in. Yeah, that's that's how you hook them. That's how you get them. Is hey, is there a punk rock soundtrack? Nope, I'm out. No, I'm not going to watch this. Oh shit! I got everybody. Shut up! I'm watching this. Is Blink 182 around? <laughs> oh damn! I'm in, don't care what this is. I'm watching it. Yeah <laughs> Green Day's doing the soundtrack. i'm I'm hooked. How'd you know I love this? <laughs> uh yeah, that I mean, that was it in a nutshell. it was it was fun. it, it was it, honestly it was a pretty fun episode. There were some good goofs, some good gags. and they're so joyful about going through this world. like everything for them is exciting. Yeah, no, there's never it, they love it. It's very zen, almost. Yeah, it's for for what a strange sort of offshoot of the Scooby Doo canon that it is. Because it is, it's really strange. Like they they and they're also very self aware in it as well. Because they mention Velma. Yeah, they mentioned, yep. they mentioned the, like the gang. They show clips from other literally show clips from the direct to video movies where they're adults and they're presumably like young people in this. Yeah, they mention that they're kids in it. They say, like, twice or at least that they're like, these kids over here. And they show video footage from the movies where they're, like, 20-somethings. Right. So there's also some sort of time travel element here that we're learning about. Yeah, yeah. Which is now blowing my mind as well. They're like Doctor Who, but instead of a totally different person, it's just different ages. Yeah. They just just go out of sync. They they exist in all times. (laughs) This is the darkest timeline. (laughs) This one here. Right, yeah. And so the the mystery is solved and we find out that it's their, it's like their rival yeah, a nemesis. in all this. They're... Dr. Fibes, I think is his name. Yes, that sounds right. And he's, you know, sort of stereotypical german yeah german mad scientist german kind of mad scientist with my laser ray i will kill you <laughs> and then dr five smells like cheese who wrote that <laughs> that, that was I, I chuckled i chortled <laughs> at it and they has like all of the so the goblin and the knight were, uh-huh. were all and the man dressed like the mad hatter who gave him the invitation from the beginning we're all sort of his minions right yeah there is also one mad hatter look and that is just a thing that you can use at any point in and time. It's good to go, right? If you want that, it's yours, I guess. Great! The oversized hat with the price ticket. Yeah, and that's that's yours. Congratulations! You have a bit now. You know they were mad because they used mercury to make the hats shiny, and it would seep into their brains. Oh, ah, is that why? <laughs> and Paul McCartney wrote yesterday in a dream. Anyways, <laughs> we're going you know, deep here. We're you know, deep. it was actually Baron bears. <laughs> Oh no. <laughs> my brain. Uh and everything else that you already knew but you'll pull out at a party. Um for fun. <laughs> Let me just get my guitar hold on. I'm going to sing you guys a little song. <laughs> <laughs> he never actually says, "Luke, I am your father." Anyways, <laughs> Interestingly enough. <laughs> uh yeah, so I mean it was a good time. So, yeah, so we learned it was it was it was the masked man from the beginning, which who was the doctor? So, right. which we I think we all knew because again, you can't just have a masked host and not oh. not address it. <laughs> it's your nemesis. There was the bad guy. That's always the bad guy. Yeah, check. Got it. Yeah, we didn't great. Think, we didn't need to look. There's not even a red herring. <laughs> no, there was. It was that pole also, and that yeah. was it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He did have a disguise so that they'd hang out with him. I guess. Yeah. Uh, I did like the slow walking with the scythe while they're solving the mystery. Just like, I'm going to be there to kill you in about 10 minutes. Yeah, it was a very slow walk. <laughs> he, he was savoring those moments <laughs> where he's going to murder a child and a dog. Right, right. He's I fine think a lot it. of people kind of gloss over that, but that always gets me where it's like, your thing is murder? <laughs> yeah, like that's and that knight was throwing axes. Like They, they really wanted to kill these, <laughs> kill em. these nice young folk. Yeah. Yeah. That seems excessive. Yeah, it's too much. Well, well, but you know, you know, you you get what you give. <laughs> garbage in, garbage out. Yeah, that's true. Who watches The Watchman? Uh Marvelous. Well, Jake, this has been fantastic. It's been a pleasure. I'm fl- I'm glad we could finally make it work. I know, right? It's been a long time coming. <laughs> it's been a long uh, it's been a long time since it round been Oh see, I told you that was my guitar I pulled out. I'm not... <laughs> I don't like to brag, but. <laughs> I was wondering where that guitar came from. It was amazing. Sort of just reach behind my back. It's always there. <laughs> uh, this drops Wednesday. What Wednesday. do you have for the people? What do I have for the people? Um, If, you, if you're if you listening, I guess. I'm, I'm in a play right now. That's I can sort of pimp that a little bit. Great. It's called Reasons to be Pretty. It's at Mad Horse Theater Company. Doing that right now. Marvelous. But yeah, it's a great show. Uh, look it up on the internet so you can all use that because <laughs> you're listening to a podcast, so I assume you can use that to look up things. Oh, this goes out on cassette tape. <laughs> oh i've oh beans i made a i blew that one <laughs> but no i just it was it was great to be here absolutely sh- share love of cartoons are so. you on the internet do people find you uh, yeah you can find me on the internet at uh on instagram at b-u-h-o-b-o-m-b buho bomb on the twitter at <laughs> c-a-p-2-5 cap 25 and uh any anywhere uh that uh cassettes are sold great great Well, dude, this has been a blast. It's been a blast. And as always, to you and yours this holiday season, dump it before you bump it. What's with you, Scooby-Doo, is a member of the Stolen Dress Podcast Network. Visit StolenDress.com to check out our other Stolen Dress podcasts, blogs, tweets, videos, and books.